everyone. Welcome back to the Grow Your Own Way podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Tessa. And on today's episode, we are talking about all things nature, all things outdoorsy. Um, My boyfriend likes to call us the granola girls, so I feel like this is a very fitting episode for us. But we're just going to kind of give you some life updates, talk about our origin stories and some hiking gear, our necessities, our faves, and some future plans. Something that's really funny is Andrew does joke around a lot and he always says, oh, it's the granola girls. And it got to the point where we all went bowling one time and Andrew was typing in our names and he just did a nickname for Tessa that was very funny. Um, Tessa and her grandma share the same name, so he put Mm -hmm. her grandma's name in (laughs) and it was really funny and um but for my name he put granola and i thought that that was hilarious mm-hmm. and so yeah andrew knows everybody knows we love it we've definitely taken it and ran with it and yes. we're very here for it and so with that we have little updates we went to rei the mm-hmm. other day not a surprise we are there all the time like every weekend every other weekend but we went to a different one this time which was really fun and we got to see like different gear and things like that we got to try out some new styles of equipment like some new hiking boots some new trail shoes things like that which is exciting so this is funny when I actually went to go try on a pair of boots, I saw them. They were on the clearance little rack, and I was like, oh, originally 190 on sale for like 80-something. Like, this is kind of nice. And then Lily pointed out, oh, it might be 30% off as well because it says 30% off full ticket marketed items, but it was on the clearance rack. So I was like, okay. I try them on, and I'm like, oh, I really like these. Like, really, really like these, but I just can't focus on buying stuff for myself right now because it's you know holiday time Mm, love that and so I tried them on and I'm like you know what I'm gonna ask this worker if it's 30% off on top of this discounted price it was like original price and then it was REI price and so I go up to this worker who had been helping us this whole time mind you And I felt so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, here I am asking him another question. I've been sitting in this section for 20 minutes now. And I'm like, hey, I have a question. And I walk him over to the display so I can show him exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And I'm like, this this pair of boots, you know, originally they're 190, but the RE price is like $80. And as soon as I said it, I realized I sounded like an idiot. And I go, oh my gosh, I'm an REI. And then he chuckles, and then Lily goes, you don't get to use my co-op discount anymore. And I was like, I meant REI. I was talking too fast. I am so sorry. Um, The boots were not on sale, unfortunately, so I did not pull the trigger. But um, that was a little oopsie. I definitely got humbled, and I looked like I didn't know anything that I was talking about. And I was also dressed like I didn't belong in REI because we had just gotten done taking photos for something that a brand sent me and Lily. So yeah, very embarrassing. I looked very out of place. Um, Lily didn't though, because she had her Birkenstocks on and she looked very cute, but granola and I looked very business casual. So that was, that was fun. 
It was really fun. The worker laughed at my joke. I never felt so good when an REI member, an REI worker specifically, laughed at my joke. I don't think it was a pity laugh either. He seemed like he genuinely thought it was funny. But it was a joke, I promise. Tessa, you can still, um, I'll still get you stuff with my membership. Don't you worry. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, it was super fun. Um, we had spent the like a little day trip out of town, which was really fun. And, you know, Tessa and I will kind of go the distance for places like for an REI, for a good farmer's market to find like a snack. When we were out there, we had stopped at a Whole Foods and we found this limited edition flavor of Olipops, the crisp apple. And we've been looking for it everywhere. And I think that they had them last year as well, but I couldn't find them anywhere when I found them. I think that they had them last year as well, and I could not find them. And we finally found them this year. Tessa spotted them, and it was super exciting. We cannot find the poppies. I think the poppies are like a cranberry fizz, I want to say is what it's called. And that one looks super, super good too. But we found the crisp apple olipops, and I'm so excited. Did you try one yet? I did not. I forgot. Um, Because I know we were going to film one together, and then we were just totally spaced. Um, So definitely going to do a taste test later, probably today. I'm going to refrigerate it because they've been sitting in my room temperature apartment for a minute so Mm -hmm. yeah we're super excited about it we love all things gut health so finding like new flavors of them is so much fun and yeah we definitely will do the distance to find things that we want (laughs) and uh that was what we did yesterday which was really nice i will say olipop or poppy if you're listening a sugar plum flavor I think would be really good like for the holidays because like cranberry it makes sense thanksgiving christmas but like sugar plum anyways if you take that i'm suing you if you don't give me rights (laughs) what would sugar plum taste like i don't think i've had sugar plum i think like a plum it's a little tart but a little sweeter since it's sugar plum Oh, is that really all it is? I love plums. Yeah, it's just like a sweeter, it's just a sugary plum. Something pear-related would be really, really good, Like a prickly pear, fizzy, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd like that. I can see Poppy doing that. Mm -hmm. Put us on your marketing team. Put us on your flavor design team. We will be on it. Sign me up. Literally. I have good branding ideas. She does. She's also good behind the camera and in front of it. I think I'm better behind the camera. I think I'm better behind the camera, too. I hate being in front of the camera. Like, if I could put myself behind the camera and myself in front of the camera, I think it'd be beautiful, but I can't do both at the same time. Yeah, I feel that. Very hard. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, side so note, I have been sick for the past month now. So in the past couple episodes, if I sound nasally, I apologize. Like I said literally a month as of today as of us recording but when this uploads it'll be a month and four days so i'm under the weather but i am still showing up for this podcast and for you guys so slaying she is a trooper i really am but that concludes our little updates portion of our episode 
Are you ready to talk about our origin stories? Slay, yes. Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up being pretty outdoorsy since I was little. I would go camping all the time with my family. And this started when I was really, really young too, like preschool age. And we were going camping. I I felt like it was like almost every weekend. Obviously, that's probably not accurate, but it was probably like multiple times in the month. We would go camp all the time. And it was always like my family and then like aunt, uncle, cousin, like cousins, you know, like a little bit of extended family as well. And it was always so much fun. And we were going so much, it would get to the point where my brother and I would get pulled out of school early so we could go like on like a longer camping trip. I loved it. And we would go dirt biking while we were out camping. And I, so I grew up dirt biking too, which is so much fun. And I think we were doing all of this until I was about like 10 or so. And that was right around the age that like my cousin and my brother, they were mid-teens and they had jobs and they were in high school. And so they just had other responsibilities. And so it was a little bit more difficult for us to all like go do these things more often. So it kind of fizzled out for like a little bit, but I still continued doing things. I was like playing soccer in elementary school. I was doing other sports. I was teaching myself all these other things. Like I taught myself how to like rollerblade and roller skate. I was teaching myself how to use a skateboard. I was not good at skateboarding, um, but I tried and tried and tried. I was trying to teach myself how to get good at basketball, but I'm also really short. So that was not very successful. Um, But I just, I loved being outside all the time and really developed like a love for hiking as I got older and was able to do more of those things. Like I had more time to do those things. So I think it was around like middle school that like I really started hiking and I loved it. And it was so much fun, um, especially because like once I got to high school, like I was really focused on doing like competitive cheer and I got injured and I had like a six-ish month like recovery phase I feel like and so I wasn't able to really do much and so I would try to do I would try to go hiking but do like low impact hiking not like more intense like I was more used to and around this time I was like okay I have a break I probably won't be able to cheer this season let me try to do some other sports that I wanted to do I wanted to join the swimming team but I missed the tryouts because I was still injured. And then I was like, okay, I can join the mountain biking team that our high school had at the time. But I wasn't cleared yet. I thought I was going to be cleared at a certain point to go ahead and join it. And I wasn't able to. And I was super disappointed because I had a mountain bike. Like I had a bike specifically for mountain biking. And I was so excited for it. And I had like trained for it and things like that. And I was super excited, but wasn't able to do it. So I was like, okay, like I got to wait a little bit. And then I just really developed like more of my love for things like hiking and running, like just really honed in on it. Like I've always really liked running. I was always pretty good at running. My coach on my competitive cheer team, she used to call me like the track star of our team, which was really fun because we would do a lot of like 
sprints and we would do like a lot of like mile runs. And I was typically, if not the first, one of the first to finish every single time. And so I just, I developed such a love for it, especially as I got older, because now I could do things on my own. I can go hiking on my own or with friends. I can go running on my own or with friends. And so it was like really nice. And I just always loved it. And just like developing like a love for, um, there is a type of workout and I always butcher the name, so I'm not going to try to say it, but it's just like using your own body to work out essentially. So like Pilates, hiking all falls into the, the same category. And every single time I try to say it, I don't think I ever get it right. But I love all of that. Like hiking. I love doing Pilates. I love running. I like going biking. I want to get back into dirt biking. All those things. But what's really funny too is, I don't know if this counts as being outdoorsy, but in a sense, kind of. Um, When I was really little, up until probably like middle school, I had a really big dream of either doing professional skateboarding or being a professional NASCAR driver, which is so funny because I get carsick and I cannot do that, but I wanted to do it so bad. And I loved Danica Patrick when I was younger because she started out with indie cars and I loved watching her. And I thought it was super, super cool to see like a woman doing the things that like these like really talented men are doing and just seeing her do it, it was super inspiring and I loved it. And I wanted to do that so bad. Obviously can't do that because I get car sick. Skateboarding didn't really work out for me, which is funny because now I snowboard and shockingly I have balance and I'm good at it I don't know where that came from because I suck at skateboarding but it's so fun and now most of my outdoorsy time is spent hiking just simply in nature going on walks biking things like that just hanging out with my friends it's really nice because most of my friends like being outdoors too and so it's a great bonding experience, and it's really fun because we get to explore new places and new things, like, all while exercising and bonding together. And I have a dog, which is really nice, too, so I get to get extra outdoor time, which is super fun. So I think my origin story for loving outdoors and doing activities outdoors would have to start with road trips. And I think my I just my family loves road trips we've always drove everywhere like Washington Kansas when we were visiting family like that was just our thing like traveling I grew up very privileged to be able to travel to a lot of states at the age I am and I remember the first road trip I can truly remember and like really appreciate was to Kansas and you're like what's in Kansas family like I said but The biggest thing was we hit all these places on the way to Kansas and then we hit all these other places on the way back. And I'm trying to think, we went up and the first major place I can remember is um, like Arizona. I went to the Grand Canyon and I think that was my second national park. And I just remembered after that, like I loved national parks. And then we went to... Route 66, which is very historical. And I have a picture, and I've said this before, but like standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. And then we went to 
Crazy Horse, which is a Native American monument. I saw the um, in South Dakota or North Dakota, I don't know which one, but the Mount Rushmore. And I just remember I got my iPad this year because I was going into sixth grade at my school and I was just snapping pictures of everything. And I think this is what started my love for like nature and being outdoors and traveling was just going on this road trip and remembering all the sights I got to see. And I think that's what made me really appreciate like just being outside because like, that's so cool. Like, first of all, the Grand Canyon, crazy, like carvings made by people from like explosions for like monuments crazy and like just all these other things like I think that's just kind of what got me into it I think another thing that kind of made me really like being outdoors was I grew up shooting a lot with my dad which sounds so funny but I mean just that kind of environment you are outside at least I am we never went to like a indoor range we always went to an outdoor one so we always made like a day out of it where we'd go out, we'd, you know, have fun, we'd bring food, drinks, not like alcoholic beverages, obviously, um, but like sodas and stuff like that. And we just bring all of our friends that enjoy doing that same hobby. And it's just something you do for fun to, you know, hit little clay pigeons. If you don't know what a clay pigeon is, it's not a live pigeon. It's literally an orange saucer. I just don't want anyone being like, oh my gosh, animal cruelty. They're just called clay pigeons. But so just doing stuff like that, I think, really influenced me doing stuff like that. But also the places we visited, especially like when I've been up to Oregon and Washington, like the Pacific Northwest is very much like you're going on hikes, you're in nature, you're on the water, you're doing all this kind of stuff. So I think that just kind of really influenced me to get into that culture. And also it's just, it's a hobby that's healthy. Like being outside is just good for you, like getting your vitamin D, soaking up all the sun and working out. Because when you're doing stuff outdoors, you're also working out like whether that's you're on a boat and then all of a sudden you're like on the back, like kneeboarding or something like you're working out. That's an ab workout. okay? or whether you're hiking or you're walking or you're running or you're swimming in the ocean. That's a workout. That's a full body workout, like literally. So. I think that's why I just really like it. And I think that's my origin story, just to sum it up, very short and sweet. So just traveling with my family and being around people that enjoy that kind of stuff. I love that. It's funny that you mentioned kneeboarding because I just did, tried wakeboarding for the first time this summer too. And it was so much fun. But you really are. If you are outside, you're moving your body in some way from doing something as simple as a walk or a more strenuous sport, you are moving your body. You're getting fresh air. If there's no sun out, I mean, you're still getting the fresh air. And being outdoors, it's just, it's so good for you physically and mentally, I feel. And I feel like that's why so many people who, when they get stressed out or they get overwhelmed, they're like, I'm going to go on a run it releases the endorphins and it's so good for you to, you know, rebuild your happy hormones back and give you that, that boost. And it's a healthy way to do it. And I love it. And I love that your way of turning outdoorsy just stemmed from something as simple as just family time and spending time with your family outside. Cause it really is that simple and anybody can be outdoorsy. 
being outdoors. If you like being outside, you're outdoorsy. So now we're going to kind of talk about some of the gear that we have when we are outside for various activities, just things that we have loved and have tried and hopefully it gives you guys some like ideas of things if you're looking for new things or you're just getting started and want to know where to start. Just some simple things and we're not anybody that has an influx of anything and you don't need a lot either. Um, for the longest time when I was hiking, I was using an old backpack that I used in high school. And so that thing was like 10 years old. And I didn't buy an actual hiking backpack until that thing fell apart. Like it fell apart. And I used what I had and I used it to its fullest potential. And I'm proud about that. Sure, it's not normal to see having like a school backpack on my back, a casual one when I'm out hiking, but it did the job. It worked. And I felt like I was using my resources and being sustainable by doing that and then investing in something afterwards. So some of the gear that I have been loving, especially lately, um, I bought a pair of zip-off pants and I'm really excited. And what's really cool about them is there's like two spots that you can zip them off at. So they're full-length pants and they're for hiking and you can zip them off to make them like capris. I believe, which I will not be doing because I am short and these hit like right above the ankle if I were to make them capris and that just does not look good. So I won't be doing that. But the other spot you can zip them off at, you can make them shorts and that looks actually really cute and I love them and they're super comfortable. Um, haven't been able to go out and use them yet because Tessa has been sicky and it hasn't been like cool enough in our area specifically to be wearing pants when hiking so when Tess is not sicky we will be hiking and I will be trying out my new pants but when I well I wore them around the house to like make sure I liked them and I did like them so I would recommend them um I've also been really loving a good pair of like hiking socks I did not understand the importance of like socks meant for hiking specifically. I would just use like my Nike Elites that I had from like middle school. And I would use just like my socks that I wore when I did cheer because they were like thicker socks that you would put in your cheer shoes, but they were like ankle socks. So I would wear these with like my trail shoes and things like that. And yes, they worked and they did the job, but it never protected my ankles. And so I started investing earlier in the year, I started investing in like good hiking socks. And I read a ton of reviews. I watched so many videos of so many different people reviewing them. And I started investing in the Darn Tough socks and you get them from REI or from Darn Tough website. And I really love them. I think I have like 10 pairs. And they're really, really good. They're really sturdy and they're thick, but they're not like so thick to where you couldn't wear them in the summer. And that's what I like. Yeah, they feel protected and they look really cute. They have cute designs and things like that, which that's just a bonus, but it's good to have a good pair of socks. I think having good footwear, things on your feet is really the basics of what you need. Everything else can kind of be whatever you have, but having something good on your feet because that's when you're hiking you're using your feet you know so something like that 
Um, having a good water bottle is also a really big thing. Um, something that's insulated and holds its temperature well is a really important thing. I bring multiple water bottles with me when I go hiking. I bring at least two. And I would bring like my hydro flask and another hydro flask. And it's just a good rule of thumb to have a more water source. You know, I really want to get a backpack with a water bladder in it. So that way, so that way that's like one less water bottle I have to bring. I can bring like one water bottle and the water bladder and it'll save me some room, but it's also smart because most of them have like the mouth part. So while you're hiking, you don't have to take your water bottle out. And I think that that's really, really innovative, just very smart, saves time, really efficient, but just bringing more water. That's another big thing. Good shorts. I don't like hiking in pants really, unless they're like loose. I don't really even necessarily care to hike in leggings because especially in the colder months, it rains. I don't want to wear wet pants that stick to me. If they're looser pants, that's fine. But when they're tight pants, I don't like necessarily hiking in leggings. I'll go do other things in leggings. Like I'll go on a walk. I'll go do a Pilates class in leggings. But if I start getting hot, like I don't want tight things on my legs. And so finding like good shorts or the zip off pants, which is a big reason why I like them. Cause when I get hot, I can zip them off into shorts and they're loose fitting. They're not tight fitting, but a good pair of shorts is really good. Um, I've really been loving the Patagonia baggies lately. I think that they're really comfy and I like them a lot and they like have, um, a cinch tie in the front, which is nice. But here's the thing. For the longest time, I only had one pair of hiking shorts. And I still wear them, but they're a pair that I have had since I was 11 years old. So they are 13 years old, and they still fit, and I still wear them all the time. But that's why I say you use what you have, and you make do with what you have, and if you take care of your stuff, it will last you a long time. And it wasn't until, like, the last, like, two, three years that I started investing in more stuff because I was doing more stuff with my friends and like going hiking with my friends more often than I was before. So I was like, oh, I need more gear because I'm going multiple times in the week now. I need more than just one pair. So I love it. I would recommend. I, I think my big recommendations are truly just like good things for your feet good water source and just a good pair of shorts that are loose my recommendations because Lily covered a lot those are a lot that's more than I have um I don't have hiking socks I literally just use my Nike crew socks that I'm like currently sporting right now because like you said just be resourceful and using what you have so far I haven't had any issues with like my socks or my shoes. So I'm like, oh, I don't really need to invest in anything until it becomes an issue. Um, but me personally, I have Columbia Newton Ridges right now. I think they're a great beginner boot, but I'm definitely going to be investing in another boot that's a little bit more supportive on my ankle. Just due to cheer in the past, I've rolled my ankle 12,000 times. So they're loose. They're loose. They're not happy. They don't like it when I hike, but I like it when I hike. So 
just a really good pair of boots. Um, but like I said, Columbia Newton Ridges are a good beginner boot. I think I'm moving on to like an intermediate boot at this point. Um, another thing I would have to say is you brought up the water bladder. It's so funny. I've never heard that term used before because my family calls them camelbacks because that was like the original brand to do them. Um, so I was going to say like a camelback is a good one. The water bladder is the actual insert. So the oh. bag is what is the water bladder. So the backpack, that that's a camelback bag. Oh. But the actual insert where you put the water in with the spout, that is a water bladder. Interesting. Yes. I love being educated. <laughs> I just, yeah, my family grew up calling them camelbacks because they only had the brand. And that was like, I think, like I said, the first of their kind to kind of do that. Andrew has one, but he lost the hose, like the little thing to it. So I haven't been able to use it. And I'm like, tell me what size it is so I can buy a new one. Also, the replacements are like 40 bucks. It's crazy expensive, but I, I get it. It's for the quality. So that's a good thing. I personally just use old workout clothes. So I don't really have like necessarily like, oh, designated hiking shorts. I literally use like the stuff I wore to the gym or Nike Pros if I'm feeling crazy. Um, but nothing – I'm trying to think realistically. Like I do want to invest, like I said, in a new pair of boots. I do want to invest in a backpack eventually. Um, my aunt really loves her Osprey, so I think I might look into one of those. But hers is like huge. It's like a camping backpack, like a, a hiking, like you're staying and you're trekking backpack. Like I just need something small. So that's definitely on the list. And trying to think of what else I've been wanting. Nothing really. Just I feel like boots and you're good. I do want a pair of zip-off pants, but I want a different brand. I want to go with the Lululemon ones. I think that's the only thing from Lululemon I'll ever like purchase myself. Um, because I have a belt bag, but I didn't buy that for myself. Um, and I think that's it. it. Did remind me of something I did have in my cart is a reusable poncho because when we did have a storm in Yosemite, I did have a poncho on me, but it wasn't reusable. It was just one of those single use ones that I just had at my parents' house and I stole. But I have been looking into getting a reusable one because I hate hiking wet. I'd rather be that weird kid with a poncho one on the trail than be soaking wet hiking i think we should both invest in ponchos because when we went on that trip that time it was pouring like it was miserable the whole way up the trail and i had brought so tessa and i talked about this in length before we went on this trip we knew it was going to rain we already knew and so we were just trying to prepare ourselves for it and she we had seen it was going to be cold and so she had said what well, let's wear like leggings. I said, no, I'm not going to wear leggings if it's going to rain because I refuse to have things like stuck to me on my legs or any part of my body that is tight fitting and I'm wet from the rain. I, I can't do it. No. So I said, wear shorts, bring a sweatshirt and something to cover up with. So I had my, my Lulu shorts on, which very great. There's also a pocket on them. And I don't really know what that pocket's for because it's on like the back part. I don't know what you're supposed to put in that, but that's just usually it's like for credit cards or it's like your so ID. Small. It's so small though. I feel like only like a chapstick would fit. Oh, I don't know then. It's small. Mm. I think it's just there for like decor more than anything. But 
Okay, so with that being said, we're going to jump into some safety ideas that we had to bring along with you on hikes and while being outdoors. I do think a poncho actually would technically count as a safety thing because I feel like most accidents that happen in the parks or on, or just hiking trips or cycling, whatever it may be, are weather-related. And so keeping yourself warm, keeping yourself dry, hydrated, things like that. So having enough water, making sure you pack extra water, getting potentially getting a water bladder for your backpack. It doesn't have to be one that's included. You could just buy a water bladder for your bag. Um, and having something to do, like, like layering is so smart. I always bring layers with me. I'm naturally very cold, so I'm typically always bundled up already, but I always bring more layers with me and change of clothes as well afterwards. Um, but things like that, making sure you bring sunscreen and bug spray, very, very key. Um, one of our friends, she went to Yosemite with us. This is the same trip, by the way. This this trip had a whirlwind of weather. We really went through it with the weather. It was super hot, and then it was freezing and raining, and then it was hot again. Weird. And she got bit up by these bugs, and we should have been smarter and brought bug spray and better prepared so she did not get like she had like 20 bug bites she had a lot and that's just a really big thing is sun protection protecting yourself from bugs little things weather the elements so one essential i would say is a good one would be like pepper spray um this is for if you are on a trail and you come along someone that's not very safe and that wants to you know try and threaten you or hurt you because you know I feel like a lot of bad things happen um when you're hiking or when you're in a small group with not that many people it's just you're very vulnerable so just pepper spray is a good one and I mean another one Lily had said earlier so I'll let her share that one bear spray bear spray is something that can be used in means of an animal attack because not all animal attacks are because they want to consume you. Some animal attacks are just because they feel threatened and they're scared and you scared them. And so that's why it's really important to understand like when you're going to certain places. So where we live, cats are a big thing and bears not in our general area are bears a big thing but in our surrounding areas bears are we are technically in bear territory so a really good rule of thumb is just to understand like what these animals signs are and what to do to prevent scaring them and potentially causing them to get scared and react and whether that is making loud noises, backing off slowly, standing your ground, whatever it may be. But bear spray is something that is to be used in like a last resort kind of thing as a way to try to deter the situation and protect yourself. But 
again, that's like a last resort. You definitely don't want to just go in and just start spraying everything. We're not here to try to stun or harm any animals or people with it either, but it's just good to have protection on you just because these are wild animals. We're in their territory. We don't want to, you know, be out there and disrupting them because that's what we're doing at the end of the day is we're in their area. So they have the right to be defensive. It makes sense. So, but it is a good one to have just on the off chance that something does happen and they're not, they're not coming towards you because they are defending themselves. They're coming towards you with their primal instincts and that's, that's a scenario where you would want to do that. It's definitely good to keep up on your rules and regulations for your state on things that you can and cannot have and just what you need to do to protect yourself. Um, so it's always good to to know that information. I'm trying to think. I think I had like one other thing. Oh, um, I have a dog and I sometimes bring him hiking. And not all trails allow you to bring animals so on the ones that I can I take him and something that is really good to have not only for yourself but for your animals as well if you are bringing an animal with you is a first aid kit first aid kit for yourself and a first aid kit for your animal I'm really bad and I don't have this and I need to like build one myself um it's just one of those things that I keep forgetting because I am very careful and I do pay attention to my surroundings. So I feel like I'm okay, but I need to be better and take my own advice and have these things with me on the off chance and just always be prepared for something to happen. So having a first aid kit for your animal is also really important too, especially because you want to make sure that they're safe and they're okay. Especially if you have a larger dog with you, you know, you're not able to to take that dog with you down the mountain. Like, you can't carry that dog necessarily. Like, you need aids. You need something to help with the process on the off chance that, like, they trip over something and you got to carry them down or they get dehydrated. Hence another reason why it's really important to bring extra water and extra snacks, things like that. Um, but... First aid, it's really it's really useful, especially given the fact, like, let's say something happens to you and your dog is there. More than likely, your dog is going to stay by you and just start barking. Or they're going to go look for somebody and bring somebody to you. That's 9 out of 10, that's what happens. And with that being done, somebody can easily look in your bag because they're going to try to first, like, find identification. When they look in your bag, they're going to open up your bag and they're going to see you have a first aid kit. They're going to be like, great. If you're conscious and you're awake, they can start helping you. If you're not, then they look to other options. But at least with that, like let's say you just, you got a scrape or you fell down. You need like, uh, you need like a sling. You know, let's say, let's say something happened. You need like a sling. Oh, you got something in there. You got, you have a bandana. They can like tie it up, you know, just something. Something to be helpful, something to help you in a not so great scenario. My last one um, is something I eventually want to do. If it is legal in your state for you to open carry or get a concealed carry permit, I would look and reflect deeply within yourself and think if you are responsible enough to do this, if you are in the mental state to do this, to consider 
open carrying or conceal carrying while you are hiking. Um, I've heard too many murder podcasts where women are murdered in the woods for hiking or camping. So this is just a good option as well. Obviously, follow your state's and county's regulations when doing this. But I just think it's very important, especially as women and um, the hobby that we enjoy to consider concealed carry and having something on you that you can defend yourself because sometimes pepper spray and a taser and bear spray might not be enough, whether that's a human or whether that is an animal. As unfortunate as that sounds at the end of the day, if you fear for your life, you do have to take measures to protect yourself and the people around you and your family and your animals and whoever may be out there with you while you are hiking. So tough topic, but it needed to be said. Solo hiking, solo camping, it's a really big thing that mm -hmm. a lot of us really enjoy doing, myself included. And it's just important to be extra safe. We're in a very a very nice place in life, but at the same time the world is still a very scary place. And as much as we try to take safety precautions and be on top of things and be aware of our surroundings. There are freak accidents that happen. There are intentional things that happen. And it's just good to prepare yourself for all things, weather, people, animals, whatever it may be. Just keeping yourself prepared and taking safety precautions. If the weather is really bad, don't go do something. You know, we didn't go all the way up and through our hike because the weather got bad and we turned around. Literally, as soon as we caught down our hike, it stopped raining. And we were like, oh, that's so disappointing. But it was better to be safe than sorry because lightning was starting to strike. And we were getting pretty high up on the mountain. And it got to the point where when we got down off the trail, we were rounding out. Like we heard a, a ginormous rock fall happen. It was very scary. It was so loud. It It was very scary. And that very easily could have been something that we got caught in. And that's why it's always important to be safe with anything. Again, like Tessa mentioned a lot about just protecting yourself from people. People's a really big one, but weather's also a really big one that people, I think, don't pay as much emphasis to and they don't give it the attention that it needs. So just being cautious with all aspects so that way you can safely and happily enjoy the things that we all love and the things that are accessible to us like nature and the outdoors. Now we're going to kind of segue into like these are the top five in no particular order places we both want to visit um, on, you know, at some point in our lives, like before we die, like this is a bucket list must. I'm going to start off with Olympic National Park. Um, I have heard nothing but great things about Olympic and I've seen pictures and also just Washington's beautiful. So I know we're going to have a couple that are the same. Olympic was one of the ones that I had on my list. So I'm going to switch it out for something else. So that way we can talk about multiple ones. But Olympic is now, I guess, in my top like 10. Um, but I'm only doing five. So I'm going to one up it with Mount Rainier, also known as Tahoma. I want to go there. 
so 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 bad also in washington beautiful 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 my next one mount rainier is gorgeous by the way anyways um glacier bay i want to hit alaska at some point this is my goal to see the northern lights so if i were to go to any of the parks in alaska it'd have to be glacier bay i thought you were gonna say glacier but you didn't thank god i want to go to glacier national park in montana and i think it looks beautiful there too and just but there's only a certain amount of window that you can go to this park though because it'll get too cold my next one was actually Glacier, so I swapped it out for Yellowstone. I think this is just an obvious one with all the geysers and stuff, and it's just huge. I've never been to Yellowstone, unfortunately, so it's definitely on my bucket list, and I should be hitting it soon. Okay, my next one, I feel like Tessa has this on her list too, is the Grand Tetons. That's um, something we have in the works as well, which is exciting, but... Just love it. It's beautiful out there. Just so fresh, so nice. Weather is perfect. Love, love the teats. That was my next one. Well, it was on my list. Um, so my next one is Arches. I've never been. I want to go to Arches really bad. I feel like out of all the big five, I feel like that's the one I would like the most personally. Um, but yeah, Arches. That was my next one on my list. I I want to go to Arches so bad. That's the, that's the one from Utah that I've wanted to go to the most too. So instead I'll do another Utah one that I do also really want to go to, which is Bryce. I want to go to Bryce Canyon. That's a really nice one. I feel like that one's kind of underrated. Not too many people talk about it. Everyone talks about Zion and Canyonlands, but Bryce is a nice one too. My parents went to Bryce Canyon and Zion recently, and they said they preferred Bryce. Really? So they did, yeah. Um, so, so does this mean that we need to... I don't really love Bryce. Hot, to- hot topic. You don't think hot so? Take. I don't really love Bryce as much as I loved Zion. Bryce. I just think Zion's too popular, so I didn't put it on my list. It is very popular. Yeah. It's horrible. You have to get there so early, and plan like really plan ahead on what your hike is going to be yeah my last one is seguro national park um just because i feel like this one's different she's cute she's she's very niche Tessa and i like all the same things if you could not tell this is why we have a million and one trips planned to a million different places just this year upcoming alone we do have a lot of stuff in the works Tessa and i are actually going to go to Seguro National Park next year, which is really exciting. And a couple different places in other states as well. So we have a busy year, which is really exciting. But that's our first one that we're going to go to, which is, well, that's out of state at least, which is really exciting. So instead of that one, I will say Crater Lake in Oregon. Those are our top five slash 10 because we have multiple duplicates because we're the same person. So Tessa and I, Tessa and I are from California. Us in Alaska have the most national parks and some states don't have things conveniently located to them and that is okay. 
And whether you have a national park nearby or you have a state park or a national forest or something of that nature, you can still find ways to get outside and explore. It doesn't have to be in a park specifically. We just really, really love national parks. So we will do the distance to go to national parks. Hence why we are making trips out of states to go to quite a few national parks next year. I just came up with another idea. What is your one hike you want to do before you die? Like, no questions asked. Like, this is the one. I want to hike Half Dome. I will not be doing that with you. <laughs> I really want to hike Half Dome. I think if I did, I'd have to do it the way where people do multiple days and they tent. Because yeah. I'm not doing that in one day. Like, I know you can. I'm not doing that one day. And also, it's very strenuous and you really have to train your body for it. I think mine would be the Narrows, which I was supposed to do this past May, but it was so flooded that they had to close it. So if you have not already, you should go ahead and check out our Instagram. We post on there when we are posting new episodes and we make story posts and things like that. Our Instagram at is grow your own way podcast and from there you can find links to both of our platforms that we have our podcast on one of them being spotify other being apple podcasts and we post updates and announcements we will also post um other things on there as well for entertainment purposes but if you ever want to reach out we do have our dms open we also have an email it is just Grow your own way podcast at gmail.com. We do also have a TikTok page, which we are in the works of getting content for that to be posted. But our TikTok account is at Grow Your Own Way Podcast as well. And you can check us out there or on Instagram or in our emails. And please feel free to leave us a rating and review. It really helps us with the feedback, helps us know what you guys like and what you don't like. And just how you feel like we're doing. We would love to catch up with all you guys and check in and hang out with us. So we hope that you enjoyed it. You can also find all this information in our podcast bio or like the little summary of the episode basically. So if you're just like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I don't want to scrub to the part of the podcast where they talked about all their socials. It's down there too. So we hope you enjoyed this one and we'll see you on the next one.